0: You are listening to Audrey Staton on The Hope with Audrey Show Weekly to share the encouraging word of the Lord. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hope with Audrey. Weekly, I will be sharing the word of the Lord to give you encouragement to keep going on and not giving up on who Jesus is and that he died for our sins and through him, We can have eternal life. Don't leave because at the end of the broadcast, the Lord showed me a few words of knowledge that he wants me to give to people, and he told me to speak today on Matthew 5. So stay tuned, and before I start the broadcast, I'd like to let you know that I have a book that I am selling. It's the one that I wrote about hope and healing, tools to have peace in the eye of the storm that's on. Amazon.com by Audrey Staten and it will be on Audible hopefully um, within a week or two. So I will be posting that on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. But for now, um, I have the book and it will be on Audible. Please get it. I'm getting testimonies of people um, taking the book and doing the tools and getting delivered and set free of trauma and having peace in their life. So it's been very helpful for people. So anyway, today I want to start with the Sermon on the Mount, okay, and that's in Matthew chapter 5. So I'm just going to start from the beginning and then read it through. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Yeshua went up to the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them the multitudes. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they shall inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will seek God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for their kingdom of God is theirs. And this is in a different um, version today. I have different Bibles, but I like this one. It's a little bit different, but it's still the same word. And it's the NLT, the New Living Translation. Okay. So I just want to start from the beginning and I'm going to continue going on. So, you know, this is... One of the biggest sermons that the Lord gave us when he went on the mount and he had thousands watching him. And he wanted people to see that he is different than the ways of the world. Where people in the world, they will not have compassion. They will not have God's heart. And what really stuck out to me, what I just reiterate from the beginning... He says that he blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now, when we're poor in spirit and when we know that we need God, we have the whole kingdom. The kingdom is at hand, the Lord says, so we can pull down what's in heaven and bring it to earth because we know that we need him. If we don't know that we need him and we rely on our friends and people around us, then we don't really know that we need God. You know, um, I was having this conversation with my husband yesterday. He has this Belief, And, you know, I'm not going to say that he's wrong because he has his own encounters with God that once saved, always saved. And I truly don't believe that, but I don't argue with him. And he was telling me, he's like, okay, so I'm just going to lose my salvation now. And he made a joke out of it. So I didn't get into it with him. But we need to know that we need Jesus and that we need him each day. And, that you know, without him, we are poor in spirit and that we can't do things on our own you know he has a real gift for business and he has like brains like I've never seen but it's like you know we need God to help us in our businesses and in what we do in life and then we can have the kingdom of God helping us like he's helping me now I can't do this on my own strength and when I do trauma coaching and life coaching I know I can't do it without the Lord I'm not saying that's what he believes of course he knows he needs God but he believes that you know, once you have him, you can't lose him. So it's a good way to believe if you really follow him and put him in your heart. But, um, I also believe that if you are saved and that you live a sinful life and don't take him seriously, then you're not truly saved. So, you know, you have to check your heart. God blesses those that mourn for they will be comforted. So you know, if we mourn and we, we have nothing, we can be comforted by the Holy Spirit, by God. But he blesses those that are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. You know, Jesus always says that pride comes before a fall. We want to be humble in spirit and in truth. And, you know, just lay our burdens at his feet, knowing he will take care of them. God, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be justified and satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful and they will be shown mercy. A lot of times, people want mercy in their life, but they're not showing mercy for others. So if God wants us to be merciful, and then we will get mercy. And the Lord has given me such a merciful heart for people so many times. And I get stepped on, and sometimes he says to, you know, <laughs> to step away and have boundaries. And that's important with God, too. But he wants us to be merciful, for they will be shown the mercy of God. And God's been so merciful with me, and so loving to me, and I just love him so much. And God blesses those whose hearts are pure. We need to have a pure heart. God checks our motives, our heart. So if we're doing things just to be seen by men, then that's our reward in heaven. So that's why when I do good deeds, I often give to the poor. And, you know, God wants us to do that. But we don't have to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing because that is our reward in heaven. So we need to be humble and pure in heart. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. So we need to be peaceful. And loving. That's why this book is so important to have peace in the eye of the storm and to be peaceable and and caring for for people. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The Lord showed me a mansion in heaven because of all the persecution I went through. And it's not like I want to die and be in heaven, but I'm not afraid of dying because I know I'm going to be with Jesus. And I have a mansion that He gave me, and I have specific. Um, things already stored up there because of the persecution. So you get rewards. He says, count it all joy when trials come your way for the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect will so that you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And you know, when we get persecuted as well, our reward is in heaven, the Bible says. So it's so good to be persecuted because great is our reward in heaven. God blesses you when you, when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. You know, I get excited about that because I get persecuted daily. Although I don't see it, I don't actually feel it. The Lord shows me and It's okay because great is my reward in heaven. He says, be happy about it. Be glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So I have a mansion waiting for me in heaven. I'm excited. He also says that we get blessed on earth. So as long as we give it to God and not try to fix it ourselves. And the Lord's teaching me that. He told me to read Matthew 5 during this broadcast, and it's really speaking to me today. So it, and, and I'm hoping it also speaks to others that are going through persecution for doing nothing wrong because the God loves to bless us for that and to bring blessings on earth and in heaven for being persecuted and lied about and slandered. And he does not like that, but he was lied about in slander, and he became the king of the earth, and he is the king of the earth. He was the king of the earth before the earth began. His name is Jesus, and he is everything. He's our Lord and Savior, and we need to worship him in spirit and truth. Now you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Lord will tell me to be silent and not to respond, but then he tells me to do a podcast or a Facebook Live at times, which he's been telling me not to, or to go out and reach the lost and show my good deeds to the people that are hurting, where my family sees and they they see the light shining in me. And God is pleased with that. He wants us not to keep our light under a bushel, but to use wisdom as well. And when he tells us to dust our feet off, to dust our feet off, And not to keep going to the people that are going to mock you and slander you. But to go to, you know, people that will listen to you. And that's where God has me right now. He has me doing his work in in different areas. I have small groups that I minister to that are people getting healed and set free. And I'm going to give some testimonies of that. But then he wants me to do this podcast and I do a radio show um, from the UK. And I've been posting that. So he wants his light to shine so that others will be saved, healed, and delivered. Teaching about the law. Now verse 17, Matthew 5, 17. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to abolish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. And the way I always learned it with the other translation is I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And anyone that teaches anyone the least of these will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. So we need to not tell people that he came to abolish the law because he didn't. He came to fulfill it. Jesus fulfilled the law. Um, But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And obedience is so important to God. And sometimes he'll tell you to be obedient to things and it will not make sense to the average Joe. Today I was reading in Matthew 21 about how Jesus would go along his life and the Pharisees were always trying to trap him and make him stumble and do things that were not um or they would test him and, and, and mock him. And these were people of the church. Like, people are doing that from the church now. And that's why the Lord says, don't even pay attention to them. He doesn't want us keeping focus on on anything negative. He wants us to keep our eyes focused on him and not to be tripped up by the people, the Pharisees of the land. And they would try to, you know, do that with, with Jesus. But he didn't go with their church. He knew how to get out of it, and he just gave them a good answer back. And that's what God has called the remnant to do. Not to um, be tripped up by the Pharisees, but to just keep going and keep moving. And not to, you know, just to give a quick answer and keep going. Now, I warn you, he says, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So he says that, you know, we're never going to get there if we're ignorant of his commandments. Um, but we, we need to obey the law and teach others to, be, to do them and to be obedient. And then great is our reward in heaven and great is the kingdom of heaven in us. You have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. But if you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you're even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you're in danger of the fires of hell. So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. And I'm very big on this. You know, I've, you know, if I get into an argument with someone, I always try to make up with them. I don't go to bed angry because God will not bless that, you know, and then you're letting the devil in on your anger. So it's important. I don't give my offerings. You know, I I have a ministry that I give offerings to. Um, I've always paid tithes. I don't make a regular salary right now, so I don't have a certain amount that I used to give. You know, I was very big on the 10% and then giving over that, but You know, right now I don't, I have a very little income because I do trauma therapy on the side. So I give a, a small percentage to ministry, but I don't give that if I'm in anger with someone. So he just says not to be angered, right? Because then my gift is not, is worthless. When you're on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to the officer and you will be thrown in prison. And if that happens, you're ready won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. So he says to settle your differences so that will not happen. You have heard that commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown in hell. Now, the reason why I say I don't believe in once saved, always saved is because, as you could see, we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. These are very good examples that, you know, if you're living in sin, you're not going to go to heaven. Now, God's very merciful. He's very gracious. But if you're having sin in your heart and lust, then you're not truly, you know, if you're living in that, you're not truly saved. And that's how I believe. And that's how the Lord taught me. Um, You know, you can argue that. And, you you know, I, I've, you know, I used to debate this with my husband and he's big on grace. I'm big on truth. And it's good because you need both. You need grace and truth. And he's big on truth, too. But, you know, you have to have both. Um, Because... You can't just take out one scripture and say, you know, it's one way or the other way. So, but I don't argue with him. I let him believe that. And he's, I believe, truly saved. Um, He's a prophet. So he sees things in the spirit and he has his own encounter with the Lord. So, you know, God will use him. And, you know, we all have, as long as you're, you know, that you're right with God, then that's between you and him. So, not to worry about you know anything, but if you're right with God, then that's good. A lot of people do believe that they're saved, but they're not. I'm just sharing because me and him had this debate last night, or talk. We didn't debate. I don't debate that. Um, okay. Teaching on divorce. You have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife unless she has been unfaithful. Forces her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. And that's very big to God. So God is very big against adultery. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um and that's very important. And I've never committed adultery in my life, and God will stand before me. But the reason why I'm saying this is because God is big on that, and that's what it says here in verse 31. So He doesn't want us living in sin. Teaching about vows. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you made to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. So you have to make your yes, yes, and your no, no. And I'm very big on this because, you know, the Jews were lied to for many years. And um, I remember my rabbi's wife was very big on making your yes, yes, and your no, no, because Jews have been persecuted and um, treated harshly for many years. And when she taught me this, it was very big, you know, that you know, for the outsiders to be truthful in their vows, teaching on revenge. Verse 38, you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek or for them the other cheek also, if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away those who want to borrow. And this is so big, and I'm so big on this because so many people have done me wrong and I've never retaliated or done something back to them because the Lord won't let me. He says that he will vindicate me and he will um, be of avenge. And he's always come through for me. I have so many stories. Um, I was just talking about this yesterday with a brother. And they were saying, you know, I'm going to get this person because they did this to me, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, I actually read this to them. And he, I said that Jesus says, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person if they slap you on the right cheek or for them the other cheek. So you cannot um, give tit for tat. You have to be the better person as a Christian. Um, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So if you love only those who love you, what reward is there? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. But if you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So we need to pray for our enemies and to love and pray for people even that persecute us. That's a very hard teaching that God has given us, but that's his word, not mine. So Lord, help us to pray for those who persecute us. Help us to forgive them. Lord, I truly forgive. I told them yesterday, I said, Lord, I forgive my enemies. I forgive them for lying about me and slandering me. And I give them to you, Lord, and I say this almost daily. I pick up my cross and I follow him. And now I just want to end that. So I plead the blood of Jesus on this message that the Lord gave me. He also gave me some words of knowledge. There was someone that had a dream or a recent dream and they got into an accident. And the Lord told me to pray for that person that that accident will not be um, anything that it would have been. It's going to be like almost nothing. So Lord, I pray that person who had that dream that the accident will not be intense and they will not die from it. That they will. It will only be almost nothing. In Jesus name. That's what He told me to pray. I also um, saw a blue car. That somebody has a blue car and God is giving them another car. Okay. There's also a woman that's in an issue um, or an argument. And, the Lord doesn't want her going into the same argument and doing the evil thing. He wants them to repent. Hallelujah. I don't know what that is and who the woman is, but that's what the Lord showed me in a vision. Um, I also saw there are people that um, that are depressed. They don't want to get into business. And the Lord is saying he is going to bless businesses and and jobs. If you're obedient and you walk forward with the business and job and be obedient to him and the things he's telling you to do um so yes lord god let me just pray for these people those are what i wrote down so father i thank you lord god that you are going to bless businesses bless that person that they will not get into a serious accident lord i thank you that this person is going to get a new car or another car not the blue car that you showed me Lord, bless um, people. Now, I praise you, Lord God, that I pray healing and wholeness over people right now. The blood of Jesus. I pray um, the fire of God over people. I pray that people will read Matthew 5 and really take it to heart, because that's what I heard when I asked the Lord, what should I preach on today? And he said Matthew 5, um, the multitudes. So thank you, Lord, for that. Hallelujah. And I also pray that if you need trauma coaching or life coaching or mental health coaching, that you will contact me because I have been doing this and I'm telling you, I'm seeing people set free. I had one lady that she went from an eight on a pain scale to a zero after doing one trauma coaching with her. And it lasted for about three days. Then I did it again and the pain left for good, at least until now, I don't know. But I'm believing that she's healed a few days later. I haven't heard anything except that she was healed, so I'm believing that. Um, This was this week. I've had um, last week a similar situation. So people are actually getting physically and mentally and emotionally healed. I'm um, seeing uh, marriages even restored. God's using me in weird situations. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't expect to be helping people with marriage, but you know, God's blessed me in that area at this point. People are asking me for advice, and I'm giving them from the Lord because obviously it's not. Me, it's him doing it. I'm also seeing people set free of anxiety and fear. I've been working with people almost daily doing trauma coaching. So if you need trauma coaching, please, I have two websites, but I would go to abministry.com, abministry.com, or call me at 941 258 8389. If you can sow into this ministry, I really appreciate it. I need finances for so many things, but I'm focusing on the here and now. And for the trauma coaching, I really want to do a course. I did a course and it went well, but I have a better idea to do this course for trauma and it would really, I think, thrive and help many people. I need about $3,000 to do this course in a really professional way and I need um, for different marketing strategies to get it out there. Um, so I need people to sew please, um, abministry.com. And I really encourage you to get my book. It's Hope and Healing, Tools to Have Peace in the Eye of the Storm. That's Hope and Healing, Tools to Have Peace in the Eye of the Storm by Audrey Stanton. And it will be on Audible to buy, hopefully by the end of next week, I think it is. Um, it's almost done and I'm trying to just get it approved to get out there. On Audible, so you can listen to it on an audiobook. God bless you. I love you, and have a great day.